All right, one, two, five, uh. Hey guys, it's Nate with another episode of the Day Botcast. Uh, and that was my English lyrics from Really Bad Boy, because they counted one, two, five. Good oh. job, Red Velvet. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're doing another episode of the Day Botcast. This is episode 99. Um, and we are a podcast where two, mostly three, of us usually talk about K-pop and Korean entertainment industry. Um, and I'm joined by Andrew, who has three things. Oh god, this it always feels weird when it's not Jacob doing it. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Uh, number one, Smash. Okay, I I know it's insert Nintendo game here has taken over all of our lives, but literally, literally, just Smash Ultimate has literally just taken over my life in the past. 48 hours i can't stop playing it and <laughs> yeah i've played i've played maybe like four hours oh i've probably played i've played non-stop basic once i basically after i got well, like yeah after i got it i just played non-stop <laughs> we had a new destiny expansion so I oh that's why yeah you're, you're still came out to, on friday yeah you're still trying to do oh. that but oh man um it's fun. It's so much way more fun than I had in Smash 4 because Smash 4 was just super slow and super defensive, whereas Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is literally just all-out chaos and you're going super fast. It's like melee, basically. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out which main I'm going to do exactly, but right now I'm really liking Inkling. Oh, it's super fun. It's basically <laughs> like better Fox from like melee. or just That's how I, that's how I feel. What's your main again? Uh, Robin? Um... Well, so Lucario is my main for a really long time, like all through Brawl and 4. Um, and then near the end of 4, I picked up Robin a little bit and really liked her. Um, so I've been playing. Yes, female Robin. Female oh, yeah, Robin. Pink, none of that. Pink Robin. Pink none of that male Robin, Robin shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been playing Robin a bit and I really like her. So those are my two mains. I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to call Robin my like true main yet, but Lucario and Robin. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like Smash is definitely going to be one of the game. If we ever do like game nights or whatever, we're definitely going. Oh to yeah, have we to definitely do... we'll definitely do one in oh. like the Discord. Oh man, so, Smash! Yeah, because yeah, Smash is just super fun, just to like mess around with or just if you're like me, I want to compete and win and everything like that. So yeah, we actually like I played with some of my Destiny group yesterday, um, and the system's like really good for like uh, just like a lot of people. <laughs> well, yeah, just like having like parties even online. Um, because yeah, there's just like an arena and then you put your token in either the waiting to play area, the actual arena, which can have up to four people or the stands just to spectate. And mm-hmm. then the system automatically like kicks out, there's rules to kick out either like the bottom two or the bottom one or, yeah. and then the people waiting to play get to play. Um, oh. so like, yeah, you can have like a ton of people on one room, just like switching out who's playing, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really cool for Zip. stuff like, yeah, we can set up a discord or set up a night in Discord and be like, hey, join this arena. Yeah, we'll live stream it too, definitely. So if you're interested in that, you should check out our Discord maybe. Uh, yep. That's... I'll, I'll let, it's mucho lit. Yeah, it's mucho lit, and we'll, we mention it all the time. So uh, number two, uh, before I get too belabored on Smash. Um, so I was going into New York City yesterday for... It's Sunday right now. Yesterday was Saturday. Um, to just play in like Magic the Island or whatever. There was a set that came out recently. Um and I picked possibly the worst day to go to New York because there's a little thing going on called SantaCon. So for those that That's don't know, thing. yeah, SantaCon is basically just a bunch of, it's like 
everyone just dresses up as Santa and does stuff. But it's basically an excuse for like a bunch of people from Long Island and New Jersey to come into New York and just get drunk as hell and just like cause all other chaos. I, I, it's the worst holiday. It's the worst convention I've ever. I, I don't even go to SantaCon. Like it's just basically you just run into people dressed up as Santa everywhere and everyone's drunk. Everyone's be- fighting each other and just like angry and rude and I mean hmm. like. I'll let you in on a little secret. Like, all, like, the annoying or, like, all the rude, annoying, like, New Yorker stereotypes, like, most people aren't like that. And most of the time when you run into that, it's people that come from, like, New Jersey and Long Island and out out of town that just don't know how to act like human beings. And it just gives New Yorkers a bad rap, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, it's just super... Ugh. I mean, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's like, decent, like, everywhere else, honestly. It's just, like, everything... and. Like just there's just something about like people coming to New York and just like destroying the city basically like they were throwing people were like after the convention was done they're like throwing their uh, Santa outfits like in like on the like the corner like where the garbage is and everything like oh it's a mess <laughs> hmm. oh, I re- I really don't like SantaCon I w- I wish they'd stop Sounds having it stupid yeah it it is really stupid and uh, to close out our uh, three things. I saw a little film called uh, Mirai by uh, Mamoru Hosoda. So he did um, he did uh, anime movies like uh, Summer Wars and uh, Wolf Children and Boy and the Beast. So really good. It's uh, basically I don't know I don't really know how to explain it, but it's like this little kid that gets a uh, he gets a new baby sister called Mirai, and then there's like all these sort of like crazy fantastical things going on um basically it's kind of like a ghibli movie in a way um what i really liked about it is uh uh uh, the soundtrack was done or the the opening and the ending song was done by tatsuro yamashita uh who did who did uh like he's basically the godfather of city pop and he married um takeuchi uh, mireya takeuchi who did plastic love aka that really popular random like song that pops up on youtube suggested playlist so it's a really cool movie really cool soundtrack and those are my three things nice uh before we get to the topic so i did my english lyrics um but yeah we mentioned join our discord um follow us on twitter um yeah discord's got a really cool thing that we're doing with like uh community playlists um, so there's a channel dedicated for song suggestions, and then everyone votes on them. Um, and if a song gets five or more votes, it gets put on their Spotify and uh, Apple Music playlist, um, which you can get a link to in the Discord. Um, and then also, I got my SNSD light stick. I'm still waiting um, on it, but... So it is sitting there behind me. It looks incredible. It only took a million years to get an official light stick for SNSD. But it'll go up on the shelf with shiny and red velvet. And hey, at um, least we'll get to see, we'll get to use it when we see Tiffany yep, um, early next year. When I get to meet Tiffany, ah, she's gonna be like, "Oh my god, how did you get that uh, internet?" I'm gonna have an SNSD T-shirt on and an SNSD light stick. Hell yeah! Um, man. and then I also got a fancy mic, like Jacob and Andrew have. We all have different colors too, because Jacob's is white and yours is black, and mine is blue. Blue. So, yeah, um, updated audio quality. I've not set it up, but I'll have it set up for next episode. Yep. It's special for episode 100. I bought a brand new mic. That's <laughs> Just not true. for episode 100. I bought it because it was $80 with a copy of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 
that you just gave um, away. So it was insanely, <laughs> insanely good. Deal. Well, still eighty bucks. It's still like yeah, eighty bucks percent off for yeah, this thing. Eighty bucks for this free game. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I, I've, I've loved the, I love the Yeti from for. I don't know. Yep. I've had it since early this year, basically. Just really cool mic, really good mic as well. And I got a recognition thing from work. So I have a hundred dollar Amazon gift cards. So I'll probably buy the fancy arm that Jacob has. Hey, I should probably get that because uh, this the, this thing keeps falling now. So I should probably get an arm. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I'll probably get the because I don't trust it on this flimsy garbage. Yeah, it's just uh, like you're this, this is your, so heavy. Your fancy hundred dollar thing just like falls off and yeah, it's, it's like three times as heavy as this yeah, one. So yeah, you're, I don't trust bad. it yep. as I knock over my water bottle. <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's get into topic one, which is going to be mostly Andrew uh, talking about his trip to see Twice Land in theaters. Just first off, like, it's crazy how uh, basically they they didn't announce this until earlier this week. Like, yeah. the, the first showings for Twice Land, the movie... Um, okay, so it was put together by, uh, I don't know exactly what company it put it together, um, but it's just like, so they decided to screen the Twice, uh, basically, Twice Land the movie is, they filmed one of the concerts that they had during their Twice Land tour that was in Seoul, and they turned it into this uh, movie experience sort of thing, I guess for yep. people that couldn't see it. I have it on Blu-ray the- somewhere. Wait, seriously? Downstairs. This, wait, the, the same cop, uh, the same film? Well... This might be the encore. I don't know. Was this the encore one? I have no idea. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Because there's Twice Land, the movie, and then there's Twice Land, the encore, which was just oh, the this next is set. I, the original Twice Land might be like the first concert that they did last it year. It was. Yeah. It so was. this is the this is the this is the one that they did like very like a couple months ago, okay. basically. Okay. It's just yeah. super so surreal. This is the next one because it's funny because I have seen all like the pictures like fan taken photos from uh, this yeah. concert for months on like Tumblr and everything else. And yeah, just surprising that I actually get to see it. So, yeah, basically they didn't announce that they were selling tickets to this until maybe like Wednesday of the past week, and they were they're having it in very few theaters. Honestly, it was only like a handful. Um, it, basically, theaters that had yeah, this technology. Like eight. Yeah, eight that was Screen X, a bunch of others, just like three D or something like that, or like just like two D theaters. Um, like the main focus of it was this technology called ScreenX, where I'm showing the example video, um, courtesy or off of the AK, all K-pop YouTube channel. Uh, they, there was a trailer that they made. Uh, ScreenX is basically, you, it's like a regular movie theater, and you just have one projector up front, and then there's f- two projectors on each side, like facing or pointing uh, a, a screen at either wall. So basically, it's kind of like hmm. a it's basically like a triple monitor setup if you're like thinking of like a computer sort of thing. So it's pretty cool, but um, it's kind of the only flaw is that the sidewalls there the sidewall projections are dimmer than the actual yeah. like main projection. So it's just kind of like funky that way. Also, sometimes it's not always like perfectly lined up. So there'd be like times where they try to make it like a triple monitor thing and um like the some of the members of twice would be on different monitors and like their heads would be misaligned sort of thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't perfect, but I mean, it was still a cool experience. I'd, I'd say just cause I never, I've never been to a theater like that before. And also they definitely must've, they must've 
done or prepared this in advance. They wouldn't have just like randomly released this in like a Screen X theater, like out of the blue. So they might they must have like ties like Screen X must have ties to like a Korean company or whatever, and then they're just like, okay, we'll do this for twice because like they'd have. Sometimes they'd be like a super wide shot that go across all three screens. Sometimes they'd have like other camera view, like different, three different cameras. Yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like kind of like if you actually go to an actual concert where you see the actual con like the actual people, like the 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 artist, and then they have big screens on either side where you see like they're yeah. focusing on like a member or something like that. So it's kind of like, it's trying to recreate that concert experience. So it was pretty cool in that sort of way. Um, yeah, I've literally never heard of the technology. Yeah, I've never heard of this technology before, and I'm really big into um, like cinema. Like, I love like Dolby yeah. and like IMAX, that sort of thing, and like uh, 70 millimeter um, like print, that sort of thing. But yeah, I've never heard mm-hmm. of this technology until now. But uh, as for the actual concert, wow, it was amazing. I mean, I don't want to spoil too much of it, obviously, because I feel like yeah, you should. Uh, the reason why we're putting this first before we're, our reviews this week is I wanted. Uh, you can still go see this in theaters if you're in the United States. There's a list um, up on like Twitter or something like that of like theaters. I saw it in the Regal Theaters in Union Square in New York City. So um, I saw it. Like, I basically left work early just to see it because I didn't want it. It was either like 2.30 or 2.50 or 9.40 at night. So yeah, hmm. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't want to stay till like 9.40. But um, there was a decent crowd. How long was it? Like. A little under two hours, actually. It's a pretty. It, okay. It's all. It's. It's not. I don't think it's the entire concert. Cause I, was I think say, they had to have cut stuff then, because usually the concert DVDs are like three and a half hours long. Yeah, they. They. It's definitely not the entire concert, and obviously they. I think they did covers during the, that that tour yeah, as yeah. well that they didn't. Um, they didn't show, but. That being said, it was it was still awesome seeing the concert. Um, the crowd, like most of what the shot was like, was you'd see. Um, you'd see like twice performing in like the main screen and then the side screens would just mm-hmm. be like a, it's kind of like a panorama where you see the crowd and there's just candy bongs oh, yeah. everywhere. Like you could, yeah. it's so lit up. It was incredible. Um, I'd again, I don't want to spoil too much of the performances, but I'd say my favorite ones would be, they did. So it's funny because my favorite performances are two songs that I, I, I've, I didn't like actually just, or when oh, I really? we reviewed it. So my favorite one was it was kind of like a small part of uh, a remix, but when they did Signal, first they changed into these awesome sort of like suit style outfits sort of things, and oh, just like a really different style for Twice because most of their outfits are usually just like really girly stuff and just like all oh, the super bright and all everything. And but this was like really like mm-hmm. mature Twice. I'm just like wow, this is a, this is the future maybe. Um, they did an amazing like new Jack Swing remix of Signal, and I was just, like blown. Like somebody else in the theater was like, "Holy shit!" Like they were just audibly, oh, yeah. they were audibly gasping and impressed when they heard it because it completely changes the song. Because it's almost consensus for us, well, except for Jacob because he's crazy. Um, that we think like Signal is probably like the one of the weakest toy sing- singles, yeah. but. It completely changed my opinion on it from what I heard, and I don't know if there's a clip of it online somewhere or whatever. But you could probably find fake. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> it was only a small part of it too, because afterwards they just went to the regular instrumental for first single. Oh man! But I couldn't stop thinking about that. Like it was, it, it came in like halfway through the movie, and the rest of the movie I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Um, another oh, yeah. one of my fa- favorite parts was the, because uh, they performed the regular version of What Is Love. Um. 
just like obviously they're doing all the singles and everything and then at the end when they're doing like all like the, the when they're towards the end of the concert they did like uh did an acoustic version of what is love that was incredible and I'm just like hmm. or it, it kind of makes me because okay it's kind of a, like a sidetrack sort of thing but um there's a thing have you heard of a thing called like punk goes acoustic or like rock or metal goes whatever metal go- so basically no. there's a bunch of these compilation albums uh that where it's basically either like a punk artist or like a metal artist they're doing either their song in a different like or in a acoustic version so like there's like there's punk goes acoustic so it's like a bunch of punk bands that do acoustic versions of their songs or there's mm. something called metal goes pop so it's basically a bunch of like metal bands covering like popular uh like pop uh-huh. songs at the time and then doing it in their style so like they'd be like uh like umbrella by rihanna and that sort of thing done by i forget like which bands exactly so it's cool stuff like that I love mm-hmm. an entire, or Justin Bieber does acoustic versions where he remakes his singles into acoustic versions, which is incredible. Um, it'd be awesome to see Twice do like straight up just like do an acoustic album just of all of their singles. And I mean, again, they have yeah. the vocal. I'd say they have the vocal talent to make that something like that work. So, it, and seeing seeing that definitely convinced me that I'd want to see something like that too because you don't really get that too. Or usually the acoustic versions kind of like a. It's either like a bonus track or like a CD exclusive yeah, yeah. sort of thing. They don't really, they don't really make it like a, a full blown. Or they just do it for like a live show or something. Yeah, which sucks because again, like we not not everyone gets to hear these awesome acoustic versions, and you can tell that they're it's one of the rare cases they're actually singing because they're just standing there singing the song. They're not doing choreography or anything. But uh, one of the mm-hmm. cutest parts though is or just Jiho couldn't really sing that song just because she was crying way too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just bawling. And then there is another song that they sang afterwards that she she just couldn't or they just decided to do it a cappella without the instrumental, and the crowd was singing singing Jiho's part because she couldn't sing and everything. Uh-huh. So it was really cool. Hmm. It was really cool. Uh, it just makes me like all this does is really make me want to see Twice in concert again, straight up. Like, yeah. and my hope yeah, is that we need Twice land in America. Yeah, my my hope is that if they're putting this movie out in America, hopefully there maybe this is them trying to gauge interest. Oh, maybe we can have a Twice land here in the U.S. And like, do you think you think that you think that's likely at all? Or oh yeah, I think it'll happen within, if not twenty nineteen, then twenty twenty. Yeah, because it's. It's a matter of time, honestly, because I mean, they came last. They came in 2017 for uh, KCON. The, they've come for KCON like periodically and everything. Yeah, so well, they came for LA this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's. I think at this point they're they're big enough of. A, they're one of the few girl groups that are big enough to have a concert on their own, and mm-hmm. sell it out easily. Just because, like, again, most people in the U.S. are just boy group stands for the most part, but. Yeah. Of the few girl groups that they listen to, Twice is like ninety percent of the, or of the Twice and like Blackpink and Red Velvet are are the yeah. few girl groups that sort of get cross over that um, barrier most of the time. So I mean, yep. Uh, what well, what are your thoughts when you heard th- that they were doing or releasing this in the U.S. or uh, did you see any footage of like the movie otherwise or not? No, I I mean I might have seen like fan cams here and there, but um, no, I wanted to go. Um, I didn't couldn't figure out if there were any near me really it was kind of hard it seemed like like they, they listed like theaters but they didn't really have locations <laughs> so know, the, the page really... i sat the page i saw didn't really have locations so i was like i don't know but i mean i doubt there's any detroit and i'm not i want to see it but i'm not gonna go to i'm not gonna go all the way to like chicago to see a movie of twice 
I can oh, just watch I, the Blu-ray of the first concert again. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure this one's going to end up on Blu-ray or like, like DVD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a cool idea. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens more. I mean, we, we had the BTS movie came out too this year. Um, so that was a thing that happened. Was that yeah. a concert or like what was that? I have um, no idea what that was. So, uh, Burn the Stage was uh, basically it was a documentary that they released on YouTube okay, Red that they just basically they made a they cut it was originally like a like an episodic TV series that they put on YouTube. Oh, okay. Whereas, they cut uh, it into a movie. yeah, they they cut it into like a full length movie. I don't know if there's extra footage or not, but yeah, it's uh, apparently that one made like that that raked in cash. Basically, oh, of course it did. It made millions or whatever. So. It was actually, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say like yeah. I'd say if they had more, if they gave them more of a heads up with this Twice Land concert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it it was. It seemed really last minute, and I mean maybe there maybe it was a surprise or something like that. But yeah, it feels like if they had more like fanfare behind it, it would probably have done better. I mean, I, I'm sure they're not trying to make a like a bunch of money off of this. Honestly, I mean, probably doesn't cost them yeah. that much to just show it in the U.S. Whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of wish they gave more of a heads up just so people, could, more people could see it. Um, that being yeah, said, I like I still, it's still cool. It's still cool that they they were that they because I think they this it's simultaneously premiering as the same time as in Korea because I see I'm seeing all these like um, Twice Land because they had a movie premiere for this in Korea okay. and like so yeah I'm pretty sure like this debut or this hit theaters the same time that it was hitting in Korea so that's. Very rarely does that something like that happen. Like usually, you'd have to wait, yeah. or so. I mean, they're they're definitely yeah. thinking like they're definitely JYP is definitely thinking of the American market uh, in releasing this at the same time. Yeah, so that'd be my only complaint, honestly. So if you have an opportunity to go see it, there's uh, it's running, I believe, until the end of the of next week, which would be which would be, I think it's running until uh, the 14th of December. So, yeah, just if you have a theater near you, definitely go see it. I mean, it's not going to be cheap. Like, I had to pay, like, $22 for the <laughs> for the movie ticket. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's, uh, cause it's, like, it's a premium sort of thing. It's, like, how they could charge you for more for IMAX or whatever just because, like, the, the screens or whatever. But if, if okay. you have a chance to go see it, definitely, definitely go see it because you're probably not, it's not going to be in theaters again, obviously, and who knows yeah. if, if they're ever, if we're ever going to see the light of day when it comes to, like, the concert footage otherwise. So definitely, definitely. It was a great experience. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, were there a lot of people there? Uh, I mean, it's 2.30 in the afternoon. It had, there was a lot more people than I expected. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, I'd say, like, the funniest thing is there, there's this, like, he was, definitely, he was definitely Korean. There's this, like, older Korean gentleman there. That he definitely was really into twice. He was just like clapping and everything, and he's just oh, yeah. dead ass, like like no fucks given whatsoever. He's just like recording and like taking pictures of the movie, <laughs> <laughs> and which I, I mean I I I don't blame him just because because it's a weird experience like seeing like the three screens or whatever. So it's like hard to explain yeah. to people. Um, like what mm-hmm. it is exactly, so I don't blame him. But yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty funny just to see him. Oh, and there were definitely a lot of Koreans there because there was a part that it was subtitled. Obviously, there was a part that um mm-hmm. that didn't like or it didn't have subtitles, and like all the Korean people in the in, in the crowd laughed, and I'm just like, uh, what are they laughing about? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those situations. But it, it, there was a decent turnout of both like, like, and there was a surprising amount of girls too. It's like I think like yeah, but obviously. Like you, you run the gamut when it comes to like K-pop fans. There's obviously some people that are very quiet, some people that are just like 
singing along obnoxiously, even though this is a movie theater and not a concert. Yeah. Uh, uh, what you can, what can you do? So you obviously run the gamut, but yeah, there was a decent amount of people. I think the the later nine forty showing was probably more full, just because most people, most K-pop fans have school at two thirty. So I'm sure the weekend, yeah. I'm sure the weekend showings are way more full, but it was a decent turnout. So. Yep, that's all I wanted to talk about with Twice Land. Go see it. Best movie of the year. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Best Twice concert I've seen, probably. I'd, I'd, I'd probably put it over even actually seeing them in person, just because it was, it was really cool to see all these like B-side tracks that I normally wouldn't have seen just get performed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on to topic two which is Red Velvet's RBB album review. Um, so since Jacob's not here, uh, he gave us his scores, uh, but he didn't give us his notes on the songs. So it's We're just, just me gonna... and Andrew, yeah. but we'll, we'll throw a score in at the end. Um, and we are starting off with RBB, which is Really Bad Boy, the title track for this Red Velvet release. Um, in, so my initial impressions of the song is I really like the instrumentals, the verses, the bridge, the choreo and the music video, but uh, the chorus is like two, it, it passes into that too repetitive territory for me. And it's also like pretty empty. Um, and so like, it didn't really, it, it, I think it bothered me a little bit. The, I think the main problem was they made it a, they made a mistake calling it really bad boy. Um, I think they, I think they set, at least for me, this is all my personal take, but hearing that it was going to be a sequel to bad boy, I expected it to be similar to bad boy and I expected it to be like as good as bad boy. And I don't think it delivered on either of those at all. Um, so I think the, they just set my expectations way too high. Um, where if it was a different name, I wouldn't have had those expectations and I probably would have liked the song more. Uh. Um, that being said, it has grown on me. And like I said, I like almost everything about the song. I just, the chorus just bugs me a little bit. Um, but it has grown on me a little bit as well. I didn't even know that they were actually really official about this is the sequel to Bad Boy and everything. And well, that I just... don't know if it is, but I mean, it's literally the second, the song after Bad Boy and it's called Really Bad Boy. So I like, guess you're yeah. setting expectations there with that name. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't necessarily I think even regardless of the title, I probably would have sort of had my gripes with it. Uh, honestly, uh, it's a song. Again, I, I think it's we have really high expectations for Red Velvet because I'd say just as a consensus that they're probably our favorite girl group just just in terms of consistency and just how much we like lug their releases on the most part. Um, there are parts of the song that are great, like really good. Again, it showcases their vocal talent, um, yep. the level of production that they're able to attract and everything, but. I think the 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 cardinal sin of this uh, song in particular is just there's parts of it that are great, but it doesn't come together as a song. Like there's parts of yeah. it I enjoy, but I wouldn't I don't enjoy listening to the song in its entirety because I think there's just some parts where it's so messy. Like they're just like. They're like, okay, we got to showcase Red Velvet's great at singing and like do all this vocalization and all this harmonies, except they're trying to do it all at the same time. So it's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just like all at the same time. So it's it's very hard to focus in on one thing when there's just like a bunch of stuff going on in the instrumental, a bunch of like five different like vocalization craziness going on. 
Um, that makes it in. Like, some of that's crazy. Like, I think, like, Irene's the one hitting, like, those, like, almost, like, out of, like, human hearing range high notes or whatever. But... But the screams? Yeah. It was just crazy. Yeah, Irene did the screams. Yeah, but, again, it's just... It just kind of feel like this is supposed to be a song, not just like a vocal showcase or just like a range sort of thing. It's it's supposed to come together cohesively. Otherwise, it doesn't work as a song. And I'd say that's or to sum it up, it just kind of sounds like a more hastily half-assed version of Dum Dum. If you really think about it, like it has it's trying to go for the same vibe as Dum Dum, which kind of makes no sense considering they're trying to make it a sequel to Bad Boy. Like if anything, it's it's yeah. more it's more akin to Dum Dum than it is to Bad Boy, but it just kind of sounds like they were trying to go for that, but they really just like the instrumentals are everywhere. As for the actual like music video, oh, uh, I mean it, it's all right. I mean I like the the outfits and everything, but I think it just retreads too much of the territory that they covered with uh, Peekaboo, just like stylistically. Like they're just trying to go for this ooh creepy red velvet sort of thing which kind of makes no sense because they're releasing this they released it at like the end of november early december so Mm -hmm. i I don't know it it just yeah it just seems really uninspired to me honestly just i feel like they can do better like just visually or just like in terms of concept wise with the music video and everything um apparently like we've we've been talking about this to our uh discord members and a lot of them they like it better as a live stage as opposed to just seeing the music video or just listening to the song so i mean i'd say maybe a bit better just at least you get to see more of the choreography but even the choreography didn't blow me away necessarily yeah just i don't know I, i like i'm very like uh very rarely am i disappointed with uh Red Velvet songs, but yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of disappointed with this. Hmm. See, I wasn't disappointed. I liked almost all of it, but chorus just just wasn't what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure Jacob liked it a lot more than either of us. Oh, so, he's he's like he's no saying like, oh, it's better than I don't know. I forget. He, he really liked it. Definitely. I yeah. I could tell, but yep. Uh, next we have butterflies. Um, and I thought this was, this was cool. It was like a funkier version of a velvet track. Um, I like, really like the synths and the voice effects, uh, that they added. Like I thought it, it changes it up on top of like, it just being a normal R and B velvet, uh, style vocals. Also the bridge is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bridge is no, actually no, the bridge isn't the best part of the song just because I love the chorus so much, like the, the harmonization that they do with that. But yeah, yeah it's funny because I really hate Really Bad Boy, but literally every other song on this album was almost perfect for me. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just a weird like dichotomy uh, in that sort of way. But I love I love synth pop. I love Red Velvet synth pop in particular. So yeah, this is well executed. Definitely one of my favorites, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have so good, uh, and this is their more traditional velvet R and B song. Um, the thing that stood out to me was like the really low bass uh, synth that's like backing their vocals. Um, I thought that worked out really well for this song. Um, but yeah, it's a velvet track. Like you know what you're getting. Uh, produced by London Noise, which I didn't expect or. I didn't necessarily realize when I first listened to this. So, again, I've I've talked about how London Noise is very good at being like a chameleon in terms of 
they do a good job of tailoring their production style for each different group. Like London, no- London Noise doing music for Red Velvet isn't going to be the same as London Noise doing music for Amber or for uh, NCT One Two Seven or something like that. So that's a good job on their part. Um, they do a very good job of fitting that Red Velvet R and B style, which I love. Um, so again, this is another like home run for me. Honestly, just I feel like. Again, I know Really Bad Boy was hitting these crazy high notes and, like, all this, like, insane stuff, but I felt like with both Butterflies and So Good, I could appreciate more of the vocals or the vocal mm-hmm. range that Red Velvet has just because it made sense in terms of the context of the song, whereas Red Really Bad Boy, it's just all over the place and just too distracting, if anything, whereas this, yeah, this, it serves to enhance the instrumental in the song, whereas it's, yeah, again, it, it, it just felt like the vocals were fighting too much with the instrumental in Really Bad Boy. Yeah. Uh, next is Sassy Me, and it has vocal fry. It has a lot of vocal fry, and I loved it. Um, I don't know. It, it's like a it's it's like a traditional red track, like album track, mm-hmm. in terms of the chorus. But then the verses, yeah, are just this crazy like vocal fry, like literally sassy, like vocals you get going it. on. You understand um, it definitely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then also there's sexy sax throughout the song. Um, this is easily my favorite song. Oh, not only is it my easily the, my favorite uh, song on the entire like mini. This should be the single. This should easily be the oh, single. Easily. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. This would have been a great sequel to. Bad why Boy. are they? Yeah, why are they hiding this in the? Uh, that's a that's a that's a shame. Like, there's gonna be so many people that never hear this never, amazing yeah. song. Yep. And no. You know what makes me more excited? We're gonna get. We might get to hear this song live. Oh God! Just I in, hope we hear Sassy. Like I just really no. Just do. imagine how incredible the choreography to this will be and everything. Oh. Like this is what I think of when I think Red Velvet. I mean, granted, okay, I hate vocal. Fry. I, I don't know if I hate vocal fry. It de- you get really gets oh, annoying. It. It's it's an acquired taste, definitely. I know that you, you're all over it, but um. It doesn't ruin the song for me necessarily, just because that chorus is incredible. And again, it just, yeah. how much I feel like it harkens back to straight up the stuff that they were doing with the red and um, like yep. that that uh, particular uh, album. Um, I seriously, I'm just baffled as to why this wasn't the single, if anything, because again, it, it probably would have fit way better and just sassy me would have again i felt like it would have made a more for a more interesting concept a more interesting single more interesting choreography than what we got with really bad boy just this saved the album for me essentially like sassy me is easily like it definitely saved it for cooper he changed his facebook name he changed his name to sassy me again as he always yeah. does uh but yeah it, this is probably one of the gr- best like it's probably one of the best relevant red velvet songs of the year honestly just I'd, I'd put this up there with bad boy just in in terms of how much i really enjoyed this and it's just a shame that <sighs> there's just so much wasted potential by not making this a single honestly mm-hmm. i agree um next we have taste uh and this has like such an awesome synth bass line um, there's a ton of vocal stuff going on in the song, and I loved all of it. Uh, there's like a lot of back and forth, the harmonies, like the random ad libs, their effects on their voices. Like, I thought this came together really, really well. Not just random ad libs, Wendy English ad libs, which yeah, are the yeah. the best Red Velvet ad libs. Um, uh, this was produced by uh, Penomeco, 
and Dim Joints. So yeah, Pendameco is one of the artists. I forget what he's... He's not under SM specifically. He's under one of the other sub-labels, but it's awesome to see him. I think mm-hmm. he did some he, he did some stuff on the EXO album as well. So it's cool to see him doing a production for uh, SM's proper um, label. And uh, Dem Joints has done something new by Taeyeon. Uh He did two songs off of Anderson Pock's Oxnard album, which is awesome. Just he's just like working all over the place. Uh, and he also did Cherry Bomb. So you definitely get you could definitely feel the same sort of like it's a funk inspired R and B um, type of track, which again works well with like Taeyeon, works well with um, uh, definitely with Anderson Pock. Just like his his stuff is definitely just that same vibe. Definitely works with uh, Red Velvet. So. Um, in that sort of way, I definitely could feel the influence of the producers on this, which is really cool. Um, and now it just kind of makes me wish that, because again, Penomeco is associated with like Dean and Zico, and like he's, I think he's a part of Fancy Child as well. It just makes me mm-hmm. imagine, imagine Zico doing either collaboration with Red Velvet or do, producing a Red Velvet track. Just how amazing would that, would that, the concept of that be? Honestly, yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is just a great, just actual or closing track to it again. Just again, maybe it's just because we're more biased towards the R and B side, or the I'd say in particular on my end, I'm more biased towards the Velvet side of Red Velvet as opposed to the Red. I mean, as much as I loved Sassy Me, obviously I'd still like their I still like their uh, R and B uh, style tracks, but mm. see, I'm yeah. the opposite. I love. Love you the love red, the red stuff red more than the velvet. So more. I don't know, it's just because yeah. one of these but nights is one, one of my favorites. So, well, yeah, like their their velvet tracks are insane, but I just prefer bubbly, upbeat, popped uh, R and B for the most part. So yeah, I mean, this um, stuff is just always up my alley. So that, that's why it's probably like this probably breaks the least ground in comparison, to, like butterflies and so good. But it's still a really solid track. Yeah. Um, and then there's also an English velvet of RBB that we forgot to mention. Uh, but for me, I just, it felt like the lyrics didn't fit nearly as well as bad boy. Um, it just, it just didn't work as well for me in my opinion. Yeah. It seems more ham fisted. Um, I mean, yeah. granted, the only highlight of this is Sulgi sis having such a good ass time. Like, I think she's been hanging, she's been hanging out with Long Mark too. Ride. Yeah, she's been hanging out with Mark way too much. <laughs> Maybe I should look. Yep. I should look forward to. I should look into the production credits. Maybe Mark wrote these lyrics. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. Yeah, but other than that, I don't have much to say on it. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't make the song any better. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> that that'd be the only way it'd be notable. But we're pro- they're probably gonna do this. Um, they're probably gonna perform the English version of Bad Boy and the English version of Really Bad Boy. Oh, yeah. In uh, for their uh, Red Mary in the U.S. tour. So I guess mm-hmm. we we better get used to it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they might do both. They probably do both. <laughs> um, they have well, more than enough. They have more than enough songs at this point that they don't have yeah, to do both. They don't need like to. they they have an yeah, extensive catalog at this point, so it would be that's kind of true. a waste. But I mean, at least at least we'll get to hear the English version of Bad Boy again, and we'll just have to tolerate the English version of Really Bad Boy. <laughs> we won't get one yeah. without the other. Yep. Okay, uh, let's go to our scores. Uh, Jacob gave it a ten out of ten. Um, and if, uh, me, like, despite the gripes I have with RBB. Um, I also gave it a 10. I think every other song on this album is immaculate. Um, and RBB, I still liked a lot. It was just the chorus I had problems with. Uh, I loved the music video and the chore- choreo. Like I thought it was all great. Uh, so I gave it a 10 as well. 
Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you guys aren't going to ruin... Uh, I'm not going to ruin the score by giving it an 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of pointless at this point. But, yeah, again, I... Despite my gripes with RBB, again, I still thought the rest of the album was okay. That's probably what saved it from being like a 7 out of 10 or just getting a 4 out of 6 for the music um, score. Um, Concepts, again, 2 out of 3. It just... It wasn't important, but it didn't really break ground or anything. That's the thing I love about Red Velvet is that they're always pushing their music in new directions, and I feel like I wanted more out of that, um, especially mm-hmm. in terms of uh, Really Bad Boy just being, a, I don't know, just safe uh, in terms of uh, choice of single. So, yeah, that's probably that's why I didn't give it a perfect concept score. I'm obviously going to give them a bias point because I love this group, but... Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, 8 out of 10, and that's me being a bit lenient, in all honesty, I guess. I could be more harsh on just how much I did not like, or just how much I got tired of Really really Bad Boy. Um, I know, I, I, we'll see where they go from here, honestly. I just hope that, I just hope that they uh, sort of, I hope that they don't fall into the, let's remake Bad Boy, because that was a good song yeah. sort of phase. Um, I mean, I wouldn't even mind if they made, like, a, another... Just like anything like crazy or just like even another cool. yeah just another um another power up another just like rookie like something that's maybe sort of like change it up because i feel, it definitely feels like they're maybe building as much as like their r&b they might be building too much of an over-reliance on that to sort of um i guess push the group but i like to see them mm-hmm. like again i i love my sm groups experimental so i want to see i want to see them uh get pushed in a new direction, especially for 2019. So 10, yeah. 10, 8 makes it an average of a 10 still. <laughs> right? Or no? No, it makes it a 9. 9. Okay, well, it, it doesn't matter. It's still get, it'll still get a shiny. It still gets a shiny, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's move on to topic 3, which is our other review for the week. And this is Mamamoo's Blues album. Um, which is Solar's focused album. Um, and we were supposed to get four albums this year. Yeah, we only we only have three. We only got the three. Um, so I wonder what I happened know, to what that. Happened to the, <laughs> what happened to the fall one? I have no idea. Yeah, because hold on. But okay, so the the first one was was spring Plas- was Fossa. Yeah, it was, and that was spring. The second one and was we- a Wien focused album. I forget. No, it was Moonbeal. Moonbeal focused on Well, I mean, Moonbeal just so. stole the show regardless. So yeah, that's and that, that was that was summer. Yeah, and then we did not get one in the fall, and this is very clearly a winter. Yeah, it's a lot oh, more chill. Maybe not. Maybe I don't it's know. Supposed to be fall. Who knows? I really don't know. Their scheduling must have gotten like messed up or whatever. They couldn't get the. They probably have all the songs ready. They maybe they just wanted to space it out more than just yeah. Cause, yeah. The Red Moon was Moonbeal because I had the Moonbeal Sulky song. I know, just like the concept of releasing four mini albums in a year is just ridiculous. I know, I know, like, uh, what should we call it? Uh, Stray Kids is knocking on the uh, the door of that because, I mean, if you cut, because mi- if you cut mixtape and then, like, their trilogy of, like, the, like, the Who or, like, whatever sort of trilogy, like, that's four, but mixtape is mostly mm-hmm. songs that they did in 2017, so that's not too crazy, but this would have been original yeah. song, or four original mini albums, which would have been, that's a lot of work for even one group, even as a group, like, as popular as Mamamoo, so maybe, yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. idea to sort of spread them out more. Yep. Although we didn't get her Shine. She'll get one. She'll have to... She deserves. Yeah. I know, she, she 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 still had a good solo debut. Remember? I mean, um, technically, it's still fall, 
So, oh yeah, if we that... inputs one out in January, it'll be March, or mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be uh, winter still. So, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, so uh, it starts out with an intro, uh, which has a Korean name, but I didn't write it all down, and I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, this is acoustic guitar uh, instrumentals. It's really similar to Starry Night, actually. Um, and then the vocals are Mamamoo vocals. They're fantastic. Like, in terms of, like, the actual intro, like, I wouldn't have minded it, but the fact that it's basically just the lyrics to Windflower, but just an acoustic version. <laughs> is it really? I didn't even pay notice that. Yeah, it's basically, it's literally they're doing the the lyrics to Windflower, but just over an acoustic guitar, which it, it, in a vacuum is nice, but... It kind of doesn't make sense in a six album mini or a six track mini album One's when win, when no when Windflower comes two tracks later. Yeah, like, two tracks later. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not just an really intro weird. Windflower. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just I'd say my gripe with it is mostly the placement, just because I love again I'm a huge fan of acoustic versions of songs. So yeah, on that hmm. front it was cool. It's just like the placement of it. It's one of those weird. It's I'm pulling a Jacob where it's just like the, the placement of it is just super weird. Just in kind of in juxtaposition of where the actual main title track is. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either maybe, the, uh... it could be maybe they could make it like a like an an outro track and that'd be awesome. But yeah, just putting it up here just makes no sense to me. Yeah, uh, the Korean title translates to "from autumn to winter," so. But they didn't do is, an autumn. They didn't do an autumn <laughs> exactly. So, Why? Um, poor Vian, who is my new bias. So now I'm even more sad. Um, okay, uh, we'll move on to the first actual track, which is "No More Drama," um, and I love how intense the song starts when the vocals show up. Um, and I really like the contrast, like contrasting parts of the song with and without percussion, uh, cause it like completely changes the intensity of the song. Uh, the percussion parts and like the beat are fantastic. Uh, I really wanted to like this song, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Couldn't it's do just, it. yeah, no, I think my main gripe with maybe the, just the entire mini album, just in general, it's just, I felt like. Mamamoo was really pushing them themselves into a new di- or a new style or just like a new direction um mm. especially when you're looking at stuff like uh Starry Night and Egotistic like just really different directions just between Mamamoo singles solo um debuts and singles and everything and just this is just I don't know. It kind of felt. It kind of felt like they did this already. <laughs> in all honesty, yeah. I could, I could well, feel like I feel, I feel like this could have been an. Uh, or I, I could sort of pick out the same sort of style of song that they've done before, and yeah, yeah. it just kind of feels out of place in that in that sort of sense. I mean, to be honest, I kind of felt this that way about most of this album. Yeah, um, but we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. Uh, next, we have Windflower, which is the title track. Um, that kind of is similar. Like, that comment leads into this well for me. Like, I thought this was good, but it's, like, a pretty basic song. Um, obviously, Mamamoo are, like, great singers, and this is, like, their style. But for this song, it didn't really do anything special to blow me away. Yeah. Um, and the music video is very generic. Yeah, the music video, they're just walking around... They're just walking so, around Hong Kong. Oh, and in Hong Kong, okay. Well, it looked like Hong Kong to me. I wasn't fully paying attention, but okay, that's probably Hong Kong because the picture you have is has like Chinese characters, I think, on it. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. It didn't surprise but me. But yeah, it's it's just like super 
super basic and the song kind of felt the same way like i wouldn't have minded the basic mv if they like why is this only as far as i know this is only getting one mv is whereas like literally the first mini that they released this year had like four music videos and everything like they went super ho- mm-hmm. that's probably they probably blew the budget on the the hwasa ep which is why they can't yeah. really do anything yeah, with the crazy like they yeah just like Kwasa Solo got a music video like just like a but the intro track got a music video Starry Night got a music video just like everything got a music video basically whereas this is yeah they're definitely phoning it in at this point um that being said I don't hate this song again maybe in a vacuum it'd be a great Mamamoo single mm-hmm. that being said it's just when you're putting out like Paint Me and Starry Night and Egotistic it's just it just kind of pales in comparison <laughs> to just yeah, how exactly. much I love those songs. Because again, I I love Mom. Mamamoo is easily in terms of vocals, they're the best girl group out there. Like or best group out there. Period. Honestly, I I put them above like even um, boy groups. But yeah, I don't know. It just again, maybe it's just we've had we have our expectations so high that something like this just doesn't cut it anymore. Um, yeah, that that could probably be it. Honestly, just because like, again. Even if you don't like the instrumental or just like the style of song, uh, when it comes to Mamu, you're always going to like the vocals. And that being said, I do like the vocals on this, especially during the chorus. But just windflower, windflower. It's not really, it's not really sort of pushing their limits necessarily, or just pushing it in any interesting direction. And I get, I guess maybe it's like a winter track. They're trying to be more chill and everything. But I don't know. It, it, windflower just doesn't feel like a single to me. It doesn't feel like yeah. a single. It, it would be yeah, like, a, it's like an interesting, like maybe like side, like or an album track or whatever. But I don't know if you can lead with this necessarily. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I felt. And I mean, um, we're not the only ones. I mean, I know uh, Umu, probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest fan of Mamamoo out there. Uh, she did a reaction recently, and yeah, she's had sort of the same sort of. Um, I guess just dis- maybe not necessarily disappointment, but she was just she's just expecting a lot out of she expects a lot of her out of her favorite groups and mom yeah it wasn't cutting it and she definitely got backlash yeah. for it as she did with I I don't think she liked the egotistic as well so she kind of got shit in the comments for it but that makes it yeah I, I don't get us wrong we love Mamamoo we love this mm-hmm. group I like this group is literally the reason why <laughs> truly Daybok exists like we're not un- that's like that's not an understatement like that photo. A photo of Mamamoo was literally what brought uh, myself, uh, Nate, and Jacob all together. So, <coughs> like, yeah, it's it's not us just trying to throw shade or just hating Mamamoo. It's just yeah. Again, we 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 tend, I, I especially on my part, I have a lot. I have high expectations for groups I love. So yeah, this this wasn't cutting it. Hmm. Um. Next, we have "Hello," which is Solar's solo song. Um, and this reminds me of like a Taeon solo song. Uh, obviously, Solar can pull that type of song off just as well as Tay. Um, I think this is easily my favorite song. Uh, it was. I don't know if I want to say it's something new, but it, it definitely stood out the most, in my opinion, on this album. It's another one I wanted to really like. And maybe it's just my fault for. I don't know, just because when it comes to like the solo songs, I'm just putting it or pairing it amongst that uh the mm-hmm. other members doing their solo songs i just felt like they they were more experimental and creative in that front and this just feels like okay solar definitely she does a lot of osts she does like this style of song a lot so i just kind of wish that okay we're trying to show a new mamamoo 
and I don't know. It just yeah. feels like they're they're falling back into too much safe territory with this track. Um, and again, mm. I, I, her vocals on this are great. It's it's Solar. You're not gonna get bad vocals from Solar, but again, I really yeah. just I wanted them to push themselves uh, with the solo songs. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt like as we've been saying, I felt this way about the whole album, really. Yeah, um, it just felt. But I did enjoy it, this. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, it's very. It's the safest of all the three album mini albums that we've released yeah, or were released easily. so far. Safe is the nice way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next, we have better than I thought, um, and this is a really minimalistic, like acoustic R and B song. Um, I really like the one thing. So this had a couple of things that did actually stand out to me. I liked the vocal effect during the chorus. Um, I thought that was really cool. And then Moonbeal's rap was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where I really started. These last two tracks are where I really started to enjoy this album. Just <laughs> similar vibes between the two of them, but with better than I thought. I again, I love. For the most part, I've gotten sick of the uh, like electric guitar like ballad track sort of thing but i think it works well with mamamoo just because the vocals are so good so that you, it's impossible yeah. it's impossible to get sick of something like this when it's mamamoo sing, doing the singing so that's what really worked in his favor um and obviously i'm gonna anytime moonbeal sings i'm going to take that any day honestly i think that's probably why i didn't like windflower as much as i did because she didn't do it she barely did any singing in that track yeah like she had like one line of singing whereas this she has way more um, and finally, we have Morning. Um, so it's interesting that you said that you really li- started really liking the song with these last two albums, because I felt, I felt like this was just, like, their most generic, standard, ballad R&B, Mamamoo song. Oh, you didn't like Morning? <laughs> no, I mean, it was just, it was, it was more of the same. Like, that's just kind of how I felt about this whole album, it was just kind of boring, like, because it was what Mamu does and nothing mm-hmm. interesting especially like you said compared to the last two releases where they tried to do different things and mm. like i think they did what did them well yeah well in this case it's it's comfort food that i don't hate again it's just when uh if you if it was another group doing this i probably wouldn't have liked it so much but again it just mm-hmm. Mamu's vocals are just incredible with this really uh sort of central, like, very minimalist uh, R&B track. So I really love that part. Um, and obviously, again, more Moonbeal singing is to its benefit. <laughs> that's, yeah. like the, that's basically all they need to do. They just need to release an entire album of Moonbeal singing, and I will give it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, basically. Be happy about it, yeah. <laughs> just because, again, that's, she's, she was so criminally underutilized when she has some of the most beautiful vocals in all of Mamamoo, especially just, like, when I f- first heard Paint Me, I was like, holy crap! Why were they doing? Why were they not doing this before? Um, yeah. Which is why I really appreciate it with these tracks. But yeah, again, just even this isn't really just pushing the boundary when it comes to Mama. I mean, obviously, there's only so much you can do when it comes to the style of ballad. And but that being said, I don't mind it necessarily just because everything else just didn't really seem or just didn't really appeal to me that uh, as much as this did in retrospect. Yeah. It, this would probably be one of my favorite tracks, honestly, just because it's a really good Mamu ballad, and I don't know, I I don't really feel like we have we've gotten one of those since Paint Me, and I mean having those two are pretty mm. pretty awesome. Yeah. <coughs> okay, uh, so it's the full album. Um, Jacob wasn't here to defend it, but he actually gave it a nine out of ten, so he definitely liked it more than we did. Yeah. Um. So take that for what you will. You can ask him his 
thoughts on Discord if you or want. on Twitter, <laughs> um, or on Twitter, or on YouTube. Comments. Actually, no, the only people um, that are po- the only people that. that are that are gonna talking to us on Twitter are gonna be like, "How dare you not like Mama?" I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yep. Um, and for me, I actually, yeah, like I said, I I wasn't blown away by anything, and I don't know, I was just kind of bored from it. Uh, so I actually only gave it a four out of six for music. Um, and a two out of three for, uh, concept, concept. and which is kind of stretching it even. Yeah. Same. <laughs> um, and then a one out of one, I, I didn't think it was a six out of 10, so that's why yeah. I gave him the two out of three. Uh, but yeah, so it's just a seven for me. Yeah. I gave it the same score and it just pains me. It really pains me to give them a seven out of 10, just because again, I feel like Mamamoo is deserving. Despite this, I think they're still deserving of probably what it being one of the best girl groups of the year, just because of how amazing, um, their output has been. And just like, I love the concept idea of just doing like, um, seasons and having each member get a focus and everything just on that front. It, they're still worthy of uh, note, but man, this really was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I I guess just that's the problem with trying to put out this many um this many albums in the span of a year is just after a while you just there's only so many times you can go to the well I guess it's like before you just start running out of ideas <laughs> or just mm-hmm. running out of just like good material to work with I guess I'm I'm definitely more of a quality over quantity guy and I know that's kind of the opposite sort of thing where you you have to come back literally like every like 3 months or else you're like not relevant in K-pop anymore but It'd be nice yes. if more groups maybe took their time and maybe they could have still done this sort of seasonal or like member focused concept. But I don't know, just come back when the more good material, honestly, just because a lot of this just feel like filler or just, it feels like they're trying to fulfill. They're so hell bent on trying to fulfill this concept um, of seasons and four or mini albums that they, yeah, they're just putting in like okay songs or just songs that you wouldn't necessarily try to lead with um, in terms of an album. So, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, it really pains me to give them a seven because I love this group so much. But yeah, they got to do better. Yep. Um, It actually comes out to an eight with Jacob's score of a nine uh, because we give him 7.6 repeating. Yeah, so so Uh, eight overall. It doesn't get a shiny, but I mean, it it still gets an okay score. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I just hope they do better the next time around. Yep, I agree. And finally, uh, we're going to topic four. Uh, this will probably be a somewhat short topic. Um, but basically, we just wanted to discuss what the hell is happening with Pristine and our theories behind it. I'm t- um, it's tight. Uh, the title of this topic is literally, where is Pristine? Yeah, where, where is Pristine? It's Pristine. Where? Where um, is Pristine? That's their new, <laughs> that's their new intro. <laughs> instead of we are Pristine. Oh, no. Where is Pristine? <laughs> Oh, it hurts. Um, it hurts. But okay, yeah. this is your topic basically because you're the pristine fanboy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, I'm just gonna go. We're gonna go over like, well, I'll go over timeline of pristine's existing, and then we'll figure out. Well, we won't figure it out, but we we'll won't figure it out. I don't think talk about. Plet- no, nobody knows where they are. No, not at all. Uh, but yeah, basically, so seven of the ten of them went on Produce 101. Uh, two of them made it to IOI, obviously. Um, so then they did Pledis Girls while they were waiting for, uh, Kyo Kyung and Na Young to finish IOI stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually did like, they did a ton of, ton of covers. They did concerts weekly all through the summer. Yeah. I remember they put um, up V-Live videos like constantly. Um, 
Yeah, so they were like they and they built up like really popular. Yeah, they, um, they, they released We, which was uh, their promotional single, like mm-hmm. a pre uh, pre debut single. Um, and remember, they do production on all the stuff, all their yep. songs. Yep. Um, isn't there? Isn't that the joke with like Nyoung being like the president? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's the president of Pledis um, or something like that. <laughs> um. So yeah, then they did. Uh, they announced like pristine in January 2017, and they debuted in March. Um, they debuted on my birthday in March. Yeah, which is like um, the, the most blo- like which was perfect. It, it was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so they have Wee Woo, uh, and they also did Black Widow, which was their second single. And um, Wee Woo did amazing out of the gate. Yeah, right? that's the thing. Like they're they were easily the biggest. IOI branch group like mm-hmm. out of the gate yeah um and the most consistent uh and yeah we did great and we liked it great too um and that we like came out in uh towards the latter half of 2017 if August I yeah, yeah, so yeah it was March and August yeah um yeah and they both did really fantastic uh so then like so I mean yeah March to August is like pretty pretty normal amount of normal time comeback yeah comebacks yeah exactly so there's nothing out of the ordinary there um and then october is when kyla uh decided like she was taking a hiatus um and went back to the u.s um and we haven't heard about her since well i mean outside um, so of her randomly outside of yeah, well, her you know, brother like randomly posts about her and saying that she's like never people like and she says like she and her brother says that she's never going back to korea she's done with it and then somebody saw her working at a carnival like where did she live again like or Uh, i'm not actually sure yeah but she's somebody went to like a carnival sort of uh thing in the united states and saw yeah or like a like a state fair or something yeah and saw her working at one um yeah i don't know it's all over the place basically i'm like 99% 99% sure Kyla's out. She's done. Uh, She's done. I mean, they haven't even... Bet- they just haven't said that for some reason. Yeah, between all of... I'm, FYI. She probably... Th- that, working a car... Uh, working like a state fair is, or a carnival sort of attraction, that's probably more stable income than you would making... Uh, you would make as a... Like, as sad as that sounds, that's probably like a, a more stable job than uh, being an idol in all honesty. So, I mean... Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it seemed between all of the hate that she was getting, she's like, "Oh my god, she's yeah, too exactly. big," and all that sort of stuff. She's better off. Yeah, she's yeah. better off just staying here, honestly, because people in Korea. Yeah, are fucking, she was fucking. Nuts. She was like fifteen, and yeah, they're and like, like, they're like she's too just, fat. I'm just like, yo, yeah, because you're, she she's wasn't fifteen. <laughs> she wasn't like super skinny like everyone else in the idol industry. Yeah, like not everyone could be freaking Kulkyung. Um, like not everyone could yeah, be yeah, like exactly. perfect, like straight up, like like model, like doll figure sort of thing. Like yeah. Yeah, she's um, fine. She she was fine. It's just a bunch of like stupid like yeah, anti's. people are assholes. Yeah, it, and yeah. it sucks. And it sucks that that was her. It's because if you really think about it, that's 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 her dream. That she probably wanted to be an idol so bad and everything. And yeah, and that, that's always that's always like the sad situation is when people end up like that. Is just that they literally had their dreams shattered because people didn't accept them or just didn't want them there. Unfortunately, and. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. her dream was probably just to do music like that and everything. And now, now she has to hide yeah. here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, she just, yeah, it's it's a mess, and no one really knows what's going on. But yeah, it's pretty clear. I mean, it's been over a year now since they've talked about 
her taking a break. Um, oh. and yeah, all the random stuff coming out from her brother. Have they made any? Um, prom- how, did Pristine like like make any appearances in 2018? Just like not as Pristine V, just like even as like full the full group. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. So then in May of this year, we Pristine had a subunit, Pristine V, which released the best song of the year. <laughs> uh, get it? But yeah, we, and then we haven't heard anything from them since. Um, they ended promotions. So like nobody has any idea what's going on with them. They haven't had a full release in over a year. Um, how about like social media or like SNS or like, do any of them have their own, um, like Instagram accounts or whatever? I don't really follow it too much. I'm pretty sure they've posted on Instagram. Okay. So they're alive. Um, (laughs) Well, on the official Instagram, um, I could look that up right now. Actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking. Yeah, like checking she un, unposted in November. Like they, they for birthdays and stuff. Well, actually, okay, the they're last posting like a lot of second like, on November 14th. I see. Like, well, uh, yeah, but before that, it was just birthday posts for four of the members since July. <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh. yeah, they really aren't posting too much. Just random birthday promotional pictures. Yeah, just like uh, before that, it's July was just like a bunch of like these, I don't know, this must be a a CF or something. Yeah, it's just like, it's just Chris and V doing stuff and just like birthday posts. Um, Yeah, there there really hasn't been anything. Okay, I'm going to scroll through this. Okay, the last time they were in the studio was in April for Pristine V. Like, yeah. yeah, otherwise it's just nothing. No tours, no concerts, no nothing. Like, that's Yeah, and I mean... I mean, they might have had stuff, but yeah, I have, I have no idea. And then, literally, like this week or last week, like what, what sort of brought about this fans, topic? I have the image. Yeah, up right now. yeah. So yeah, like a bunch of pristine fans like covered, uh, like they like the, covered the entrance with sticky notes or something. Yeah, I don't so know. yeah. It's basically just a bunch of like letters, like straight up, like strongly worded, like letters. Like it's a, it's like a, it's like a freaking like uh, ultimatum or whatever. It's like a list of demands of uh, what they want from uh, from Platus. So yeah, they just it's just all over the walls, all over like the windows and everything, all over the entrance. Basically, nobody could go inside or outside of the Pl- the Platus building without seeing that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if it got taken down or anything, or they oh, probably I'm got sure they got taken down eventually. But yeah, because but because that's embarrassing. But man, that's like again, there's dedication there. There's a fan base that has not seen this group come back in an entire calendar year. And if you know anything about K-pop, being gone for an entire calendar year is like the death sentence. Basically, if you're gone for more than that, like you're you might as well never come back because nobody's going to know who you are. There's just K-pop just moves at such a fast rate that being gone for more than six months even is just, it's, it's too long. Um, just yeah. with the way things are. So I don't know. I guess we could just talk about like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? What do you want? Obviously what do you want to happen is you want them to come back with a full album or something like that. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, at this and- point I take a digital single. I take anything just like a sign of life. Honestly, just like even yeah. I take a CF or just like a freaking OST song. Just show me that Pristine is still here, because there's I, there's no excuse. There's literally no excuse as to why they haven't released anything. Like there yeah, are they were super popular. Yeah, 
they're super popular. They have a huge fan base. They have Nayoung who and uh, Kill Kill. Like Nayoung's okay. super popular. Like uh, just on her own. Um, okay. Like, well, I'll, so we have gotten a couple of V lives, um, <laughs> but they are also for birthdays. Oh god! So, so it, it kind of feels like they're being they're on camera. It's like they're being held hostage. Where I'm sure I'm sure all of the comments are like, "When are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back?" And I feel like this is worse than this situation is in fact worse than what we're dealing with uh, CLC because at least CLC they're sort of making an indication that they're coming back soon. Whereas Pristine, we've yeah. got nothing, nothing yeah, whatsoever. We have no idea what's going on. And. There's no right. excuse on Pledis' part because Seventeen has received multiple comebacks, both in Korea and Japan. New SW, same thing, multiple comebacks. Mm-hmm. Like, like Pledis doesn't have that many groups to like put all their chips on, and I, I know Seventeen is just like their their bread and butter at this point, but yeah, I I don't know, it's dumb. I they were easily my favorite, like IY branch group. I. Th- their music, in my opinion, was easily the best. I mean, I think Get It and Black Widow are the two best top two, like, IOI branch singles, um, which we went over. And I, I really like We Woo and We Like a lot, too. Um, I mean, I think they'll come back eventually. I don't I don't think they're dead. Um, but it's just it's weird that it's been so long, and considering how popular they were. Yeah. It wasn't like... It wasn't like, yeah, that they they got no fans and Plus was like, well, this is a wash. Let's just yeah. end the group. They, like they, they had magnitudes of views more than Gugudan, and Gugudan's getting like releases every three months. Yeah, like, and which y- sure, like you, they need to do that because they need to build up fans. Um, but you can't sit on a group for over a year and not release anything. They're going to lose their fan base. Like. And it's not, it's not, they have the fan base. It's not like a newest, newest situation where they're like, uh Oh, we can't get, they're not doing that. Well, let's put them on produce one yeah. one or it's not like they're like, uh Oh, we we're not doing anything I mean, with after school. Let's put gone on, uh, on produce 48. Like I don't think like, I know Plutus is kind of like crappy, but I don't think even Plutus would have the balls to be like, up. Oh, Pristine's not doing well. Let's throw them on the next season of Produce 101. Like, that no, takes them... that's some... not happening. Yeah, there's no way they do that again, but... Like, but yeah, like, this is a group that won multiple, like, rookie girl group Yeah, they, if and you saw Mama, like, they, they won a lot they of didn't awards. They didn't release anything in 2018 as a full group. I can't think of any groups that I ever... I understand. That... Yeah, I don't... I can't... Again, we've only been uh, following K-pop for the past, like, seven years or so, but to my knowledge... Only. Yeah. To my knowledge, I don't think I've ever seen a situation where a group was literally at the top of the world and then just disappeared like this. I mean, you see it, at least with girl groups, because you see it a lot with, like, guy groups or whatever, because obviously the, with enlistment or, like, that sort of thing, like, they they eventually have, uh, they fall off for a while, but at least with girl groups, you can always promote. There's nothing, there's nothing holding you back except, like, scandals or just incompetence, (laughs) but... Yeah, which nothing's happened, I mean... Kyla, you could say, is a scandal, scandal but, that, but that wasn't killing the group. That was just one member that left. is possibly gone. Like, so yeah, I it it baffles me. I don't know, and maybe at this point, it's just 
it it just seems like Pledis is just incapable of juggling more than one group at once. Because I'm yeah. kind of like uh, my worry is kind well, of they've always kind of been that way. Yeah, because I mean, like after school, like uh, yeah, they had after school and New West kind of just didn't sucked. ever. <laughs> they didn't do anything. Happen, nothing ever happened with them. And then Seventeen got big and they threw after school away and like New West. <laughs> they they yeah and like they tried with with pristine but yeah maybe they were it's the same boat like they're still not able to handle you think with how much money 17 makes like how big they are yeah they'd be able to expand and like handle multiple groups now but they're still literally just focusing on 17 yeah it just seems like all the all the resources into newest w so maybe now they're finally able to handle two groups and it's seventeen and newest. Like I honestly, and so pristine gets thrown even away. even with the success of newest and like Kwang Minyun coming back in once they uh once they like reform the full group. I even I'm not even I'm not sure of how because the second like if they're not doing well immediately, I would not be surprised if, if uh, they just drop them like away. a rock because yeah. like again seventeen is just their money maker at this point. And yeah, uh, the thing is that you can't like. Pledist won't survive off of seventeen's gonna fall off the cliff after it's 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 only natural that everyone once newer groups once the next generation comes in like they they can't just rely on like seventeen's a popular group but they're not they're not on the level of like a like a BTS or an EXO where there's just like they're immortal at this point like seventeen will have they will peak and they will naturally regress after a certain point so pledis needs yeah. some type of plan and obviously again it's not like you can have you can't i mean maybe they will but you, you can't have new um you can't have 17 like make a comeback every month it's just like oh what well, we're, we're fine that way it's like you're gonna need something to do you're gonna need something to fill in the gaps when e- either new esther um 17 aren't releasing music and there is there are gonna be those mm-hmm. gaps like again yeah they, they literally like it's funny the artist the list of artists that have left Pledis is bigger than the list of artists that are actually contracted yeah. under Pledis right now. Yeah, it's kind of sad, but yeah, they they really need they need to get it together. Or else, pl- pl- like literally for Seventeen's sake, especially like uh, I, I know they'll be fine, but th- if they're ha- if they have all these groups that aren't doing anything, that means they're losing money because they're still paying them. These are still contracted employees. Like if even if they're not releasing anything outside of a subunit, they're still getting paid. They're still they still have to pay for living expenses and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah, they're still an asset that they're not usually like literally like that's a sign of bad business. Like if you're if you're a business, if you have an asset, you're going to want to get the most out of it. Like yeah, them not doing anything is just. It's bad management, and from everything that I've seen between them throwing New West on uh, Produce Forty Eight or Produce One Hundred One, them throwing Gone on Produce Forty Eight, like there's just there's just it's just a headless chicken at the at the helm yeah. of of, of Pledis at this point, and I I, I, yeah. I don't think that's not I don't think that's an unpopular sentiment from what I've seen. Yeah, it it seems like it. So. Definitely. Let us know yes. what you'll think. What you what you think of this situation? Let us know if you, particularly if you if you care about um uh, pristine coming back or when you think they'll come back or what your uh thoughts are on just Pledis as a whole because we're definitely not the only ones in this conversation. So definitely let us know mm-hmm. in the comments. Yep. And uh, that's it for episode ninety nine of the Daybotcast. Uh, so that means next week is episode 100, which is ridiculous. Um, insane. Insane. 
that we've been doing this yeah. for 99 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's even with some breaks. With some breaks in two. Yeah, just yeah. like one or two, but... <laughs> yeah. So... Like, yeah, this is crazy. Almost two years. Uh, January 5th will be our two-year anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, which is insane. Um, so, yeah. Um... Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you liked this, like, subscribe, share, follow us on social media, join the Discord. Join the Discord, definitely. Um, that, if, if you want yeah. if you want to if, get in contact with us, Discord's probably the easiest way, just because I do that instead yeah. of working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, too, it's addicting <laughs> to a certain point. It's just, like, trying to keep up with all the different channels or whatever. Yeah, if you just want to see yeah, what we... If you want to see what we do, like outside of running a YouTube channel, <laughs> or just yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, it's not just K-pop in there. Like, there's a gaming channel and movies and sports, non-K-pop music and sports. Sports is like the only one I've needed. <laughs> just like hey. Cooper, <laughs> it's just like me. Just, it, it's just like well, me, Sue, you, and Mighty Egg Girl just talking about MMA and wrestling and all this sort of stuff. And like Flixer comes in when we talk about, and Chris come in when we talk about uh, soccer and football soccer. and that sort of thing. Yeah, so <laughs> um, and NBA. But yeah, yeah. There's other there's and there's a decent amount of people. We're, we got like probably like twenty people in there now. Oh um, yeah, we have, a, we have a decent Discord. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. So that's that's probably the best idea we've thought of all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, um, if you want in on the fun, join our Discord. Yep, definitely. That's uh, the best. Uh, so yeah. Uh, in terms of future events, I, besides episode 100, uh, we de- we're still. On the docket, we still definitely have something with Umu coming up. Uh, we'll try to see yep. what scheduling is with that. We're going to try to get that in. We plan on taking a break for uh, Christmas. Um, yeah, so the week we'll, of Christmas. Yeah. So we'll, something will release that week, but we won't record that week. Yeah, so we won't week record after. that week. Yeah, we'll record the week after. So we'll try to we'll try to get that figured out. But definitely look forward to that. Um, and as always, if you have any suggestions, if you have any ideas, any comments, or any improvements that we might make, definitely let us know either on Twitter, actually Davok. You can reach us on our Discord or just leave it in the comments. Definitely, we're always looking to improve. Yep. Uh, and that's it. Go for it. Stay missing. Throbbingly <laughs> missing. Oh, where's Pristine? Where Bring them is back. Pristine? On Young or wait, On Young doesn't work though. <laughs> Goodbye, On <Hello. laughs> Young.